ladies and gentlemen, this is Sting! Let me just say, I understand. If you all try to understand that I was never going to get healthy physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally, staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. I'm not going to do an intro. I think we're just going to start and start talking and see what comes out. So if you're happy enough All right. with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been nearly four years since, I guess, we interacted with one another, you know, in any kind yeah. of... Like, I haven't spoken to you. We've had a few sort of messages have been sort of sent back and forth just with regards yeah, to... Yeah, just quick checkups. Quick checkups here and there. The odd sort of... Yeah post about uh wrestling um but very yeah. sort of few and far between and i only i was on uh twitter earlier and i re i had to reset the password for uh the wrestle pass twitter because i just oh, yeah. hadn't touched it in so long um the last comment um that i made was probably 2018 or 2019 it was whenever um nwa power came out Mm-hmm. And I was sort of interested in covering that. And I was sort of like, mm, this could be something that it's only, I think it was like an hour long. And I sort of thought this would be like a cool way of going back and doing the podcast and just covering something short and sweet. Because uh, uh, we'll get it, we'll get into the sort of reasons, I guess, why the podcast dropped off. I think they tie directly into like why we stopped, well, I stopped wrestling. And I'm sure you were probably along the same lines because I think as we were sort of discussing before the podcast, um, you'd sort of dropped off the the podcast. I had sort of tried to keep it going and then that dropped off as well. And I think it was just because of the wrestling and the content that was out at the time was kind of lacking. But what what you're sort of, what we, from 2017, the last time I think we did the podcast together, 2018 maybe it moved into, but what was your sort of love of wrestling at that time and why did you sort of, uh, did you move away from it or was it just a lack of interest in doing like the podcast or lack of interest doing like YouTube or where were you at that stage? Uh, the, the big reason for me was actually a personal reason. I There was another person in my life that was having a lot of life problems and I just decided to fully dedicate myself to try to help them and one thing I learned about myself is that I cannot focus on more than one big project. So when I give my all to something, I kind of just, I can't focus on the other thing. And yeah, the wrestling was pretty awful at that time. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't think I my mind is ready for this. And it got to the point where I was like, 
oh no, I gotta watch this pay-per-view tonight because we gotta record tomorrow. I gotta watch this bullshit for three and a half hours. I don't want to do that. But, you know, I want to be a good sport because, you know, we're partners in this. And we had Andy and, and some other people. And I didn't. I want to be a team player, you know. I didn't want to let people down. But I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I got to at least take a break. Um, and then, you know, just life kind of one thing comes after another. And you kind of never really get back into certain things because, you know, you, mo- you move on to different things. New problems come up and different things come up and stuff like that. Um but yeah, that that's why I fell off. Yeah, I guess from my sort of perspective, um, there was a lot happening for me as well. I'll say that the the majority of things that were happening at that stage were probably the same as you. They were personal. Um, you know, back in when we started doing the podcast or just before we started doing the podcast, um, and I, I don't think I ever really talked about this before, but um, in 2016, uh, I just had my second son. And two weeks after uh, he was born, I got made redundant. So I sort of had this, I think we were doing the podcast during 2016, or at least it was, it was something was happening in and around that sort of that time frame. So I got made redundant and I went, I was going through a really bad depression at that time and wasn't really talking to anyone. Wasn't really, I was just plowing through it. So I was doing job interviews like every day i remember that yeah yeah i was doing job interviews every day i was you know dealing with a newborn baby i was dealing with this depression because you know it was a lot of time was spent you know i'd been made redundant at that stage twice and that was the second time and i was really not coping well and during all of that then i'm trying to do the podcast i'm trying to do youtube um trying to run the house and my mum passed away in 2016 as well. So all of that was sort of happening. I'm trying to sell my mum's house. I'm trying to tidy up all of her accounts. I'm trying to look after the baby. I'm trying to do the podcast. I'm trying to look for a job. And then I got into a job. Well, I was in a job um, at that stage. Um, but it was a real, real bad job. And essentially what happened was, on top of everything that was sort of going on, then you had like the WWE, right? And I don't want to put any kind of, I'm not sort of saying the WWE sort of caused me to sort of drop off doing the podcast, but in a large way, it sort of was. um, I had everything else going on at the time, and I sort of realized I'm doing far too much, and that wasn't healthy for me. And then the content, as you say, was kind of, it was here and there. It was all over the show. It wasn't really engaging it wasn't really sort of captivating you know the wrestling was okay but the storylines were bad the use of certain talents was bad um and you had the international stuff like new japan i was watching at the time as well but as you say three and a half hours um i was looking back through twitter and one of the twitter posts that i put up i think was the last proper wwe pay-per-view i watched was backlash uh 20 it's always backlash (laughs) It was Backlash, I think, 2018 or something was the last one I watched. Mm. And one of the comments was just... I could tell just reading it that I was not happy at the time of just watching it. It was just the, this this lack of apathy about what I was obviously watching at the time. And, um, yeah, so it sort of seemed like uh, it was best to let it die off at the time and sort of focus on getting myself healthy and getting back into... a. Uh, 
into sort of a good headspace. Um, and the other thing I was doing at the time as well was I was going back to technical college, so I was actually studying at the same time. So you sort of have all of that. It just felt like a big bag of rocks on top of me. Um, so it seemed like a, a good place to sort of leave the podcast for then and there and just sort of... I left wrestling for, I'd say, probably a good solid year and didn't really touch wrestling in any kind of shape or form um, until 2020. Well, I was still listening to, to wrestling, like post-wrestling, because uh, post-wrestling had come out of the ashes of the live audio wrestling um, they those guys were made redundant so it's sort of it was this parallel sort of story of those guys were getting made redundant I got made redundant just before them and then I was just able to sort of follow along with wrestling through them but I wasn't watching anything um, at all um, so when did you when did you sort of start picking wrestling back up um, when did you sort of what was the last pay-per-view what you watched and then what was the first pay-per-view or like event you watched so, um, as you know, uh, in, in case we have new viewers that don't know, um, I actually stopped caring about wrestling around 2006. Uh, from that point, I just kind of like, you know, I was in my upper teens, you know, wrestling wasn't cool. I was into like sneakers and sports and like all this other high school stuff and uh, wrestling just wasn't cool. Uh, but I still like kept up with it a little bit. Like I knew who the people were like. Batista and John Cena and Randy Orton, all those were coming up and stuff. Um, I didn't really start watching again until about 2015 because I heard Sting, who's my all-time favorite wrestler, was going to be in WWE 2K15, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, God, he's finally coming to the WWE. I got to tune in. And then I heard rumors he was going to show up at that Survivor Series. So I watched that Survivor Series. Uh, that must have been 2015. Um, and he did show up and I was like, oh my God, it's finally happening. I got to watch. I got to watch. I got to watch. And then I watched his run, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just God awful. And I just, I just, everything was like 50, 50 booking. Um, I watched that WrestleMania where he fought triple H. I was really disappointed. Mm -hmm. And as an, as a WCW kid, I was, I wanted to punch, the tv when i saw nwo <laughs> run in to help sting yes i was the, like this makes no sense this that was the most <laughs> logical story to tell was that the nwo were going to run down sorry they were going to gently well briskly walk to the ring because none of them could run at that stage you know um i, I watched that i watched that wrestlemania with andy i was around at andy's house at the time this was obviously before our our podcast and I just remember standing up in the living room and just my hands on my head, just shaking my head, just so angry. I was, I was, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people that are going to listen to this would be new to us because we only ran the podcast for, you know, a bit of history here, folks. It was, it was only, it was only roughly for about two years we ran the podcast. It was a very short period. There was only 17 mm -hmm. episodes. But those 17 episodes were about three hours long on average. I was looking at them earlier. They were yeah. beasts. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a that was a bad pay per view. But do go on. I mean, when did so we that would have bled into when we started. So we we were sort of picking mm -hmm. up at about 2016 WrestleMania. Um, ran to 2017, 2018, and then did you stop or did you keep watching? Um, or did you stop and then pick up at a later date again? 
So after the whole Sting thing, of course I had the WWE Network, so I was like, oh, free pay-per-views every month, I'll watch those. But I've never watched another Raw or SmackDown since then. I did watch NXT around 2017 for a couple months until I realized every person that I like gets buried once they graduate. <laughs> so I was like, what's the point? Everyone that I like is just a no-name jobber in, in, in two months. So gave up on NXT. Um, then I just gave up on pay-per-views and everything. The last pay-per-view I watched was the WrestleMania where Kofi Kingston won the title. Uh, that must have been two and a half years ago. I don't remember which number that is. 2018, uh, WrestleMania. I, think. I think. Yeah, but I don't remember which. Uh, is it WrestleMania 35? Oh, they stopped, I, I lost. They stopped numbering them themselves, so I don't blame them. If, yeah, I don't blame I, them if you can't remember because they don't, they don't make any big effort on the, the WrestleMania numbers anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen a... a full wwe show since then i did go to a live raw in 2018 it was in november i believe um it was the it was the final raw before they went to australia i want to say it was a build-up to uh undertaker and kane against Shawn michaels and triple h oh jesus yeah <laughs> uh and it was it was the raw where um elias and kevin owens got booed for about 10 minutes straight. Oh, okay, was, for, uh, yeah. for taking the piss out of the sports team. Uh, yes, yeah, and uh, I don't know how true this is, but I, he I heard a lot of things uh, on the internet saying that, like, that was, the like, the longest sustained boo in, like, wrestling history, and it was incredible. I'm so happy to be part of that moment, and the funniest thing is that about four hours later, me and my friend ran into Elias at a restaurant, and my friend was wearing a hat of the sports team that Elias made fun of. And my friend came up to Elias and he's like, hey man, you like my hat? And Elias, he was a little drunk, but he was like, he, he connected the dots and he started laughing. And it, it was a fun moment. We also met Roman and formerly known as Dean Ambrose over there too at the restaurant. They were just, the three of them were just having dinner after that Raw. And it was just cool for us to run into them. Nice. Um, yeah, and after that, it's just no more WWE for me. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm on the, the same page as yourself. Uh, and I pay attention to what's happening. You know, I listen to John Pollock and Waiting and Post Wrestling. I listen every uh, Tuesday when they put out, you know, the review of Raw. Um, I listen to their Dynamite reviews. So I'm sort of, I keep up to date. And, the, and obviously the... the, the um, the pay-per-view reviews that they do as well. I mean, we call them pay-per-views, but they're, I guess they're technically free if you have the Peacock subscription, which is one oh, of yeah. the big changes, I guess, for uh, Americans when you want to watch uh, WWE now. It's no longer the network. It's now you have you know, you know have it on a specific network. Um, yeah, it's kind of a... It's kind of a... Uh, died off for me. I, 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 I will... For, instance, for, for Kofi winning the championship, I did watch it, but I watched it on YouTube. I watched it in oh, okay. highlight form, and that seems to to me that's the best way to watch WWE because I can't stomach I couldn't stomach sitting through a four hour pay per view, a three hour pay per view. I'd even draw the line now at a two hour pay per view because the WWE format is just so hard to watch. The camera cuts, you know, the constant sort of ramming something into your throat down your throat to say, you know, oh this this is happening or that's happening, um, and it's just it it's 
it's just very nonsensical. It's it's very it feels very childish now, um, which is kind of crazy because back in like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, when we were doing the, the the podcast, a lot of it was it, it it hasn't largely changed too much in terms of like the production, in terms of like the the the, the actual character development. But there are a lot more differences in the presentation. I think of characters like we saw changes to Bray Wyatt. We saw changes to you know Alexa Bliss you know since since that that sort of stage when we when we were watching, I think there was a little bit more of like a a grown up sort of edge. It was still they were still yeah. presenting the characters as grown ups, and now a lot of the characters are made, made seem to be made for for children. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm with you. I haven't you know I haven't touched WWE in any kind of you know, Raw, SmackDown, I mean, I wasn't even watching those when we were doing the podcast. It was only really the pay-per-views that I would have looked at. Um, so a lot a lot has sort of happened, I guess, since then. You know, now we're in a different era. So was it primarily sort of AEW then that brought you back to sort of watching? Or do you do you watch everything that AEW does? Or? Well, the thing is, uh, again, I'm so bad with my years. I, I can't remember what year this happened, but... That pay-per-view where the Bucks and Cody were challenged to sell out uh, a stadium. What was that pay-per-view called? All in. It was before. It must have been All In, yeah. But uh, they sold it out. And then there was all these rumblings about a new company getting started. And I was like, all right, we're going to get a new TNA, I guess. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> check it out. I'll probably like look it up on YouTube or something. And then they started announcing all these people, which I've most of them I've never heard of. And I, I I saw that people on the internet were excited about these people, but you gotta you gotta understand at this point, I've never seen a Kenny Omega match. I've never seen a Young Bucks match. Had no idea who Hangman Adam Page was. Never heard of like Darby Allen or never heard of MJF or anything like that. So I was like, all right, whatever. People are excited. I okay. I mean. I don't, I don't know what to say, but then Chris Jericho signed on, and I'm like, all right, I know this guy. I know he's a big deal. Uh, of course, I know Cody. I've I, I mostly seen him as Stardust, though, so <laughs> <laughs> probably not his highest point. Um, so then they had their first official pay-per-view as AEW, but it was before Dynamite, and that was All Out, I believe, the very first All Out. Um, I think it was Double or Nothing, maybe, I have in my mind. I think Double Possibly. Enough, Nothing was the first one because that was the one where they crowned the the AEW champion. Um, okay, was that the one where Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks fought in a TLC match or a ladder match or something? I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, so uh, my friend, he illegally streamed the pay-per-view and he was like, oh my god, this pay-per-view is crazy. And he's been out of wrestling for years also. Uh, and I'm like, oh... Well, okay, if he likes it, it must be something worth looking at. So then they announced Dynamite was coming out. I was like, all right, I'll give this a chance. And I watched the first Dynamite. And the moment I heard JR and Tony Schiavone at the same time, (laughs) my nostalgia just went crazy. Because JR, my favorite childhood commentator from WWE. Tony Schiavone, my favorite childhood commentator from uh, WCW. It was like best of both worlds. Of course, JR is not the same but still it's still jr and i was just like man this is good i like this i like the feel of it it's not super overproduced uh like wwe it's it's a bit more raw no pun intended (laughs) um 
But yeah, I was pretty happy with the show, and I I, I really want to support a company that actually has a chance of competing with WWE because as much as I want to hate on WWE, I want them to wake up and succeed, kind of like they did in uh, mid to late '90s. Um, so I I watched first, second, third Nitro or not Nitro Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I kept watching the Dynamites and. After a, a few months, I was like, dang, I'm, I'm still watching this. I'm still hooked. I thought I was just going to watch it for like a month and then fall off. But to this day, I've watched every single Dynamite. So I love it. It's great. There are some low points, especially towards the beginning. But recently, man, they're just crazy good. Like my favorite period of all wrestling is probably Ruthless Aggression Smackdown. Uh-huh. Because it had the goofy characters. It had that raunchy humor but it also had the good matches and i feel that's what AEW is it has that little bit shades of attitude era with some of the humor some of the characters but at least we get like more than 30 second matches we get real matches and it's just like the the, the perfect package in my opinion yeah i think that um i i completely agree with pretty much everything you, you said there i think that you know tony Schiavone. i mean that was a big selling point for me, you know, hearing Tony Schiavone's voice on television, co- commentating on wrestling and hearing him falling in love with what he was doing again was like such a big thing for me to sort of that dragged me into it because then I was invested in hearing Tony Schiavone and watching we're well, listening to him watching wrestling and watching wrestling that he had never seen before. So he would have been, you know, exactly in this, your 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 boat. He he had never seen probably a young box match or a Kenny Omega match, you know. So you're sort of you're you're watching the wrestling and you're hearing it through somebody else's commentary, describing something that they've never seen before, and the passion for like everything that he was seeing was coming through. So it was sort of dragging you in. Um, I have a list, a short list of stuff that's happened. I guess since between then since we sort of fell off wrestling and now just to sort of highlight of just like how much I guess has changed and to sort of like comment on like um, some of the big things the major milestones of like you know what's happened in between Um, so like we'll just quickly look at this uh, going back to like 2017 so 2017 you may remember this was when Vince had the rumblings of doing the XFL again so he sold a hundred million dollars worth of stock um, in preparation for setting up the, the uh, XFL again. Um, Bobby Heenan passed away. George the Animal Steel passed away. Jimmy Murder Snooker passed away. Um, we had, at that stage in 2017, um, we had news of Young Bucks and uh, Cody starting a, or doing a pay-per-view. And it was based on, um, I think, I don't think it was just based on uh, but Dave Meltzer had made a comment saying that they would never be able to sell out an arena or a 10,000 seat arena or whatever it was. Yep. And that was sort of a, seen as a bit of a challenge. So that was starting off only in 2017. It seems like it was much sooner. It seems like it was, you know, like it could have been like the last year or the year before. But there it is, you know. Um, we had a post-wrestling launch, which was a big thing for me because I was a big fan of John Pollock and Waiting and live audio wrestling. Global Force Wrestling. Do you remember this? I've heard of it. Okay, <laughs> Jeff so, Jarrett's a second attempt at a company. It was. So Global Force um, was, was 
I guess, still around in 2017. And this is when Impact was going to get rebranded as Global Force Wrestling. So yeah. they basically took all of the championships from Global Force and then were going to make them into, you know, they were going to replace um, like TNA's Impact championships. But it all fell through pretty much on the day it was supposed to go live, or at least in the same sort of period when it was supposed to go live. So Impact ended up having stickers over their belts, uh, over the Global okay. Force belts to make them Impact belts. It's such a bizarre time. This seems like it could have happened, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But there you go. It's 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 so recent. Um, we had Speaking Out started which was, you know, a lot I remember of that, yeah. performers. And this is just the starting phase for it because it didn't hit really hard until 2020. But yeah, um, we had, speaking of it, just starting. So bullying was coming up. Sexual harassment was coming up. We had Mauro Ronaldo quitting uh, WWE over bullying. I think he did make a brief return, but it was only on NXT afterwards. Mm-hmm. 2018, we had Braun Strowman, and this is in no order, I'll say, uh, we had Braun Strowman and a child beating Cesaro and Sheamus at WrestleMania for the Tag Team Championships. I believe that's the same WrestleMania where Kofi won. 2018, Is it, not? it was. Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I guess that that's kind of, I mean, that, that, it's the, it's that sort of decision to sort of have two super strong guys getting beaten by one guy, essentially, is, is kind of the, the bad booking that we've sort of come to expect nowadays of WWE, but back then that was kind of a big deal because it was such yeah. a stupid idea to do. And, and in my opinion, it's no different than Judy Bagwell winning the tag team titles with <laughs> Rick Steiner, was it, I think? I think and, it was, uh, yeah. But WWE fans, or I guess WWE itself, they will never uh, compare those two because they kind of have their own propaganda where they they can't do no wrong. Well, I mean, that's it. And then obviously now we don't even have Braun Strowman. He's no longer there. So it was completely, you know, pointless in the long run. But obviously they didn't know that at the time that they were going yeah. to let him go. We had the very first uh, Jericho Cruise in 2018. So that was partnered with Ring of Honor. And I don't know if you've seen mm. these Jericho Cruises. Um, since I've, I've, seen, I've seen the one they did on Dynamite. I didn't know that there was one before. Yeah. So back in 2018, that was the first one. And that was okay. in partnership with Ring of Honor. Um, so it was Jericho and the Young Bucks teaming up against, God knows, I can't remember now. It may be something if there's a video recording. Some, someday maybe we'll, we'll, we'll review it or have a look at it. You know, you never know. Okay. Um, we had Adam Cole winning the very first uh, North American Championship. That got introduced in 2018. Um, two years after, and I remember that myself or uh, maybe yourself and or maybe Andy had talked about this. Um, two years after Tyler Bate was crowned NXT UK Championship, uh, NXT, NXT UK was farted out. So it only it was there was a lot of talk around that time of NXT launching back in I think twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen um, after the UK Championship tournament, which I still really like i mean i i have fond memories of watching it and going this because it was different you know i don't know if mm-hmm. i can't remember if you watched it at the time the, the two I, nights I have of not. okay no i haven't it was very different for wwe at the time and like i remember being excited by it i don't know if that was foolish of me benno would probably say it was just what were you thinking don't get excited about anything to do with the uk but Hindsight being 2020, I mean, it's it's a different world now. Well, I think at, at that point, anything different was exciting, probably. 100%, yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I, I think that 
wanting the WWE to change over the years has been something that I had always sort of, I was waiting for. I was like, when are they going to change? When is it going to change around? When are we going to see something different? And I think that was based on the, um, like the, the John Cena era where nothing changed. It was just the same thing week after week after week. And, you know, I switched off then as well. So, um, also in 2018, we had the greatest Royal Rumble in quotation marks, the greatest, um, that Braun Strowman won. Um, and a lot of good. Uh, I, th- I think Titus O'Neil won. Oh, he did win that year. Yes. <laughs> he did win that year with one of the greatest slides in the world. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that was the last Saudi Arabia show I watched because at that time it's not it's it's not in my notes here, but I know that at that stage that was when I think it was Jamal Khashoggi was murdered by the Saudi government, um, and they tried to cover it up. Um, he was murdered in Turkey, I think. He'd gone into the Saudi consulate and disappeared, and they tried to sweep it under the carpet. And I think it was not yeah. long after that that I was really, I'm completely turned off by WWE, you know, for, for going into business with this this regime, you know. Um, um, while we're on that subject very quick, I wanted to mention earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt. But uh, Go for it, no. Political reasons is another big reason why I stopped watching WWE, because I'm a big believer in... Uh, voting with my wallet or supporting companies with my wallet and I know for me it's only 10 bucks a month for them that's they don't even notice it but if enough people like me unsubscribe or stop supporting they notice it and um, I feel like I'm not missing out on anything and I'm not supporting people that are basically in cahoots with terrorists it seems like like literally blood yeah. money that's that's what the paper you should be called <laughs> you're just right i am i probably unsubscribed at that stage as well in and around that sort of period i think that for me it, it um and we're getting uh, getting off my notes here but anyway the with children now i've got my, my eldest is seven um i've now got my second uh, son he's five and I also have a new I have a new son who's only oh, wow. yeah he's he's only a toddler um, okay but the kids ask you questions all the time that's all I get asked all day every day is you know what is this what's that about what's going on there and if I don't agree with something and I'm watching it I should really sort of you know it, it I'm trying to sort of make sure that I do the right thing by them by sort of showing them what's good or or what at least if I don't agree with something I shouldn't be doing it or watching it do you know what I mean yeah so yeah it's sort of why I don't agree I don't agree with a a lot of things that WWE do so I don't watch it again and they're part of the reason now it's just like I don't want to watch it for the sake of watching it so don't watch it you know Use your your wallet to sort of tell them a statement, I guess. Yeah. Um. So still in twenty eighteen here. Twenty eighteen was a long year, <laughs> just by the headlines that I was I was looking at. Um. We had Jim the Anvil Nightheart passing. We had Rey Mysterio returning to WWE. We had John Cena at that uh, WrestleMania taking on the Undertaker. Um. In. I think from remember from watching the clips, this is the one where John Cena was sitting in the audience and they were sort of teasing, could it happen? Could he wrestle The Undertaker? And then it was like all bundled together in like a few minutes and the match only lasted like two minutes or something like that. 
I don't even remember. Was it an actual match, or did they just have a f- like a small fight? It was a small fight that basically Taker, I think, pinned him, and oh. that was the end of it. It was. Oh, okay. It was really half-assed. It just seemed like one of those last gasp Undertaker matches that they tried to sort of squeeze out of him before he was, you know, completely decrepit. But mm-hmm. um, we had. Uh, yeah, this was Jericho's uh, first match was that year, and that was uh, against Kenny Omega in America, so or not in America in uh, Japan and New Japan, and it was the Alpha Omega match. Um, this is when he introduced the I think the pain maker pain maker character. Um, oh yeah, god awful character, but it was. A I remember. I remember seeing a picture, and I'm like, why is Chris Jericho dressed like Vampiro? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was basically just taking all of the gimmicks that he's wrestled against all the all these years and then just putting them all on at the same time. It was pretty yeah. rough, but the match was pretty mm-hmm. good actually. Um, we had John Cena and uh, Nikki Bella breaking up. Um, we had Ronda winning her uh, first championship that year as well. Um, oh, uh, one thing I want to say: I was pretty impressed with her debut and and her short little run. I think she did a good, pretty good job. I think she did too. Like she, she felt like a big. Well, she was a big star. She could wrestle. Um, her matches were interesting. They were different. They were a bit more violent than what women's yeah. matches had been in the past. And she elevated the whole sort of women's division because at that stage it was still just well, we've got Charlotte Flair and we've got Becky and we've got Bailey and we've got Sasha and we're just going to recycle the women over and over and over again. You know. Um, we had. Becky Lynch debuting the man character in 2018, apparently, as well. Which I I thought it was much more recent, but apparently it was in 2018. Um, We had Shawn Michaels wrestling at Crown Jewel. That was the one where it was Kane. That's the one. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one I was talking about, yeah. Um, Which I didn't watch it, so but I've heard all about it, and I wouldn't urge anyone to go out and watch it. The only thing I can think of about that match is there's a meme of Triple or uh, Shawn Michaels. He's like sitting in the corner, looking really tired, and Triple H is like hovering over him. and th- And the caption says, "We're too old for this shit." <laughs> I think I've seen another <laughs> meme where it was just like it was uh, two, it was two drunk guys that were trying to make like, that they were they were drunk after leaving a bar, and they were <laughs> one of them's trying to get the other one into a cab. Um, yeah, just. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, I think Sean would probably say that his last match was against Undertaker at WrestleMania, you know, the, the many, many years ago. Um, we had Dynamite Kid passing away, which is sort of interesting because we had Dark Side of the Ring that did, that covered uh, Dynamite Kid not long ago. Um, we had Big Van Vader passed away as well. Um, we that had... one is sad uh, be- because I he was pretty vocal about wanting to be in the Hall of Fame, but they kept not putting him in for some reason. Uh, so when he passed away without being in there, it kind of made me sad. Yeah, it was. It was just. It just came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, seemed like a fairly decent guy. I mean, uh, I don't know if everyone would say the same thing about him. Uh, you know, in his sort of last few years, he had a bit of a, um, a bit of a, an argument online, a bit of a tiff with Will Ospreay, uh, where he ended up wrestling Will Ospreay in in a UK oh, really? promotion, and he wouldn't wrestle him unless he was the winner. Um, because he thought he he wasn't a big fan of uh, high flying wrestling. Um, you can look it up online. It's a ridiculous story when you look back on it now. But uh, a four hundred pound guy that did moonsaults is not a fan of <laughs> high flying wrestling. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. 
Um, we had AEW rumors, as you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. We had Kenny Omega taking on Kazuchika Okada, um, the fourth match that they had, and that was the one that Dave Meltzer gave seven stars. Kind of broke his own scale, but big, big sort of headline, I guess. We had Brannel, uh, <laughs> Brannel. We had uh, Brian Danielson. It's, it's still taking me a little bit of getting used yeah. to saying his actual name again. Um, he returns to wrestling, so he came out of retirement after uh, obviously his injury um, the years before. We had Raw and SmackDown getting a four hundred and sixty-two million dollar deal um, for That's crazy. The uh, I know it's Fox, but I don't know what the other network is. They've they're currently on. Is it USA Network? Or? Yeah, USA Network. Okay. Yeah. So the combined value I think was four hundred and sixty-two million, um, which they're they're I think they're currently still sitting at i'm not sure how it works or if they've got all of that in one big large lump sum but that's how much apparently it's worth um, yeah i'm not really sure we had asuka winning the first uh women's royal, royal rumble that year in 2018 uh we had the crown jewel flight chaos which is where all of the oh, i remember that yeah wrestlers were they stuck. all got stuck it was sort of uh i don't know some kind of cosmic karma telling uh a lot of these wrestlers don't come to saudi arabia it's just a free-for-all here but and there was lots of stories that came out afterwards people were saying that um you know that they weren't they were held there by guards they weren't allowed to leave um and there was disputes about it It was about money vince mcmahon took off before the wrestlers in his own private jet and just left them behind it's a ridiculous story again that's a scary scary situation that's why you don't deal with governments like that man yeah, it's 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 kind of strange, and they're going back this year as well, which is even yeah. more strange. I was going to say they're going back. Well, I mean, it's it's not strange. They they're getting a lot of money off of them. They're paid a lot of money to go and put on a show in Saudi Arabia, which, as we know from the first Saudi deal, it was basically um it was it it was um propaganda. It was basically trying to yes. show the West, hey, Saudi Arabia is a great place to come. We're not discriminating it discriminating against women um the reality was much different but yeah that was uh that was uh, that was then uh, yeah no discrimination against women except none of them can show up on screen pretty much yeah <laughs> no no female wrestlers I, I think uh they did have one match finally but they were like completely covered up they did yeah it was natalia i think with sasha banks i think and they had i remember wear... natalia was one but i can't remember who the other person was I'm not, I can't remember. But um, it was funny because that same year we had um, the Women's Evolution pay-per-view, which was the first ever women's uh, pay-per-view. And yep. it's kind of strange that, you know, the WWE at that stage were really pushing women's wrestling and trying to sort of promote it as this is, oh, women's wrestling matters and Stephanie was taking all the credit for it. You may remember she was always the, always the one on camera saying about women's wrestling. Um, and we haven't had one since, which is kind of crazy to, yeah. to see as well. I, I thought by now at the stage in 2021 that we would have had something because of obviously the pandemic era we're currently in. Um, I thought maybe they would put on some kind of network pay-per-view, but again, nothing. Uh, no, they did it once, so that's good enough for them. They got the ch little check mark. One so. and done. That's it. They can hang their hat yeah. on that and just say, "Yeah, we did that for the women. We don't need to do it again." They've they've had yeah. their fun. Um, we had All In, which was in, which was on September first. So 
2017 so it, it was announced 2018 it happened that was the first official one that was the one where john moxley showed up right no that was the first dynamite or the first uh pay-per-view that aew said so oh okay all in is a bit of a weird one um it's not technically aew it's technically ring of honor um ring oh, of honor okay. co-promoted it with cody and the young bucks um so if I don't know if if AEW were to do some kind of um, promotion with them or, or how the legal side of it works because um, I guess that's why we haven't had an all in again. I think it it, it, it struck me as weird because all in felt like a WrestleMania in a, in a lot of ways because it was such a big thing at the time, um, and I found it strange that the, I think that's the one key component of AEW for me that's missing that they could try and do something with where they need to have maybe one big show every year where they can push the storylines towards um, maybe All In could be it or maybe they'll come up with a better name I'm sure if they could uh, if they could get Starcade I'm pretty sure they would do a Starcade oh, that would be cool yeah because yeah, I think Cody has, has said in the past he would love to have the name but WWE own it and they've been using it very sneakily in on, on house shows so that they don't have to give up the um the name or it you know it's like a movie or something i'm not sure yeah when you when you don't use your uh properties they eventually expire so and they become basically free to use so that's why they have to use them every once in a while that's why a lot of movie companies they remake movies so that they don't lose the license because hey we made one so yeah, it's uh, interesting. yeah. I, I don't know if it's the same for because I know that WWE own all of the WCW intellectual property, but um, be interesting to sort of see what is the legal sort of standpoint on names of because it's just a it's just a name, you know. It's it's not that mm -hmm. they're doing they would be doing the same sort of branded show. Maybe they could call it Starcade with one R because Starcade oh, yeah. only had two R's, so who knows? Or a Star Arcade. <laughs> yeah, something come up with something similar. Yeah. Um, we had. Bruno Sammartino passing away. Um, we had Roman Reigns announcing that he was battling cancer in 2018. And obviously we had the biggest storyline, I think, coming out of 2018 was Kofi Kingston winning uh, the WWE Championship, much to the chagrin of Vince and everyone else, because once again, the WWE had to be dragged into the, you know, what the fans wanted. It was basically the fans pulling a Daniel Bryan and saying, this yeah. is our guy and we want him as the, the champion. And eventually it did happen, but God, it took some time. It was, it was kind of strange because like back in like 2008, um, 2007, I was working for um, GameStop um, mm -hmm. and GameStop used to get free tickets to whenever wrestling came to Belfast. So that one of the last shows I saw was um, in 2008-2009 and it was uh, Kofi Kingston when he was teaming with CM Punk. I don't know if you ever remember that sort of weird period. No. 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 He used to tag with, with, yeah, he used to tag, they used to tag together. Um, this was when they were still marketing Kofi as being from Jamaica and not from Ghana, oh, yeah. where he actually is from, you know, or his family's mm -hmm. from. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was, a str it was, sir, it was great to see the evolution of that character of somebody I just thought was going to be in you know, sort of mid card. Were you, you, you watched that WrestleMania and sort of saw, it. did it, did it, 
how did you sort of feel of like Kofi at that stage? Was it kind of nice to see, or were you a fan, or not really bothered um, by the whole thing? So uh, the elimination chamber that took place before that WrestleMania, Kofi was in it as like a last minute replacement for right. Mustafa Ali, I think, That's or right, somebody. Yeah. yeah, it was. And right. he almost won, and I remember the crowd was just so behind him, and I was getting so excited. Like it, it's very rare when I actually get legitimately excited about a wwe match uh, but unfortunately he came i think in second place and then when he was put into that wrestlemania match i was like there's no way vince is gonna let him win uh but from what i actually heard daniel bryan insisted on kofi winning the yes. belt from him uh so that's really cool of him and for me I i'm happy for kofi as a person but for me personally uh a large portion of my happiness comes from our current political climate in the U.S., where racism is kind of full-blown right now, I would say, and uh, it, it's very nice to see. It's I saw it as, as a win, not just as for Kofi, but as for black people in general, and uh, I think that was it, it. Was a really crucial and a big moment. Yeah, I I agree. I I agree with you. I I understand about the the sort of the weird political situation that was happening back then because you know what i guess we were still in the midst of a trump run wasn't it um it's yeah. was it four years or three years because the past five years have been an absolute blur um uh, i know four years four years okay so yeah it was yeah. 2020 he got kicked out then wasn't it yeah he started in january of 2017 he left january of this year yeah. unbelievable it seems like much well, longer ago <laughs> He left his position. He hasn't really left. He's still <laughs> causing havoc over here. So he's still in the country. Um, so 2019. Um, I only have notes up to 2020. We don't need to talk about 2021 um, because there's been so much happening even this year. Oh but, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, we had NWA debuting NWA Power, which was when I was sort of contemplating going back into doing podcasting again. Reached out to a few people. Thought maybe I'll do something um never came to fruition i guess um for a couple of reasons which are on this list um we had fury tyson fury versus uh braun Strowman at the next crown jewel um oh, i forgot about that <laughs> yeah everyone has <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we had uh ashley masaru passing away um oh, she took oh, her own sad. life in 2019 and i think what this 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 was sort of like the not a catalyst for because we've had since then we had Daphne passing away there last month yeah um, but I think this was sort of in between the initial sort of speaking out allegations and then the next wave which came in 2020 I think it was sort of highlighting because Ashley had you know made statements in the past that she had been sexually abused at WWE um, and she was bullied and all sorts of stuff had come out about her sort of you know her, her personal sort of situation so it was very I thought it was a big enough headline that you know she gets mentioned here because I think her passing sort of you know helped people sort of talk about you know um, depression and dealing with sort of um, mental health so and it still continues to this day with with Daphne obviously passing away just recently yep we had Walter or Walter winning the UK championship of Pete Dunne. Um, we had back in January of 2019, uh, AEW's first press conference, which obviously you sort of touching on, touching on there where all these names were getting announced. 
um, all these wrestlers from across the world, from like Mexico, obviously with you know um, uh, 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 Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix and stuff getting yep. announced. It was a big deal. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a big big point. Uh, Those are my boys. Your your guys, your big yeah, uh, Lucha you brothers fans. Just look at my Discord profile pic. <laughs> What a year for them, but uh, crazy to think that like AEW, this is the first, I guess, official inception point, January 2020 or 2019, and we're only in 2021, not even, you know, at the end of it. Um, yeah. It's not that long ago, and yesterday we had 20,000 people in a arena in New York City for AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bananas. Um. We had Finn Balor moving to NXT. I don't know why, um, but he went to NXT. Um, we had Jim Cornette removed from NWA Power for making some racial slurs. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to leave NWA before uh, uh, alone now because at that stage they were making some bad decisions from my perspective where they were using some ex-WWE talent and we see now at at the moment they have things uh, people like um, Titus I think it's not Iris Titus, yeah Brodus Clay Brodus Clay um, <laughs> who I don't know why they would use him because obviously there's been sex, there's been speaking out allegations against him um, when he was uh, co-hosting a show on Fox I think um, and he hasn't really kept in shape it's it's very sort of nope. bizarre it's sort yeah. of like the it's sort of the, the land of broken toys a wee bit at the moment he, with, uh... he's in shape but it's it's kind of circular <laughs> <laughs> looks like a giant walking pear yeah it's uh it's kind of bizarre to see um we had on may 25th uh double or nothing which i think is the first um AEW pay-per-view and it drew 11,000 fans and nearly 100,000 buys which when you sort of look you know to now where we just had All Out with CM Punk debuting they just did over 200,000 buys which is insane I mean That's for such gross. a short I mean that is massive growth in such a short space yeah. of time um, we had Kurt Angle losing to Baron Corbin and retiring in 2019 which everyone wishes they could forget but it's still yep. there um, i honestly did forget <laughs> i think kurt angle could probably wish he, he could forget I've, I've heard a few uh, comments that he's made that uh, he thought it was maybe a bad idea but uh, well vince has got to have his boy at the top so uh, we had cm punk joining uh wwe backstage which was the after dark slash after smackdown show that they were doing which didn't last like very long. Show, yeah it didn't last very long because i think they got very cold feet very quickly when they were mm -hmm. sort of uh you weren't allowed to say too much negative things about wwe and that was what the whole purpose was meant to be you can say whatever you want and obviously it wasn't going to ever be like that but yeah we had batista first triple h do you remember this i remember him pulling the nose ring out of his nose <laughs> Yeah, um, and also didn't didn't uh, Batista trip on his on the way into the ring? I'm pretty he, like sure trip over the, the ropes. If he did, it's pretty much represented the entire match from yeah. what I've seen of it. Um, we had Dean Ambrose no more. Uh, he left WWE in 2019. Um, 
he had the great video where he was breaking out of jail and did all of the sort of you know his own independent promote you know promoting of himself um we had uh let's see 24 7 the 24 7 bollocks <laughs> that that debuted in 2019 that's the worst and it's still going to this day um roman reigns announces that he was in remission from cancer which is good um, yeah that was good we had nxt at the survivor series and they won and then they've done nothing with that since and obviously now they've just pretty much gutted nxt we had and that match uh i was very impressed by keith lee that was my first time seeing him uh-huh. and uh i was really impressed with him but once again he's doing nothing well no two I mean, years later he's uh do you not like his new nickname have you heard his new nickname they've given like, him something like bear or something isn't it bear cat Bearcat, yeah, Keith I don't know what that Bearcat means, Lee or something. I, I was sort of hoping you might know because I thought maybe it was like an American name for something or some kind of animal over there. I, no, is it? I mean, he's, there... he's a big black man. You got to call him an animal. <laughs> it um... vents his mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will soon be probably just Bearcat if Vince will have his way. It will be just one, one, one word. Um, yeah, we had uh, Heyman and Bischoff running SmackDown and Raw. Bischoff lasted about two or three months and then was booted out. Um, yeah. Heyman lasted, I think, until last year, uh, possibly. Um, and we had Chris Jericho becoming Le Champion at uh, Double or Nothing, where he beat Hangman Page. Um, and then just lastly, uh, as we sort of get into 2020, um, we had Harley Race passing away. We had SmackDown on Fox in 2019. We had Mean Gene passing away. We had... Um, women headlining Wrestlemania that year which is the one that Becky Lynch won at the very very end and that was the end of Ronda's run um, and then we had Kofi Mania ending so he survived I think it was 18 months as champion and then he lost in 8, eight seconds Are you sure it was that long? Because that, that's over a year, I don't think he was champion that long I could be wrong I could be wrong, yeah I th- Oh no, when SmackDown went to Fox, I think the very first episode, that's when Kofi lost the title. Okay, and he hasn't had a rematch since. Nope. <laughs> Again, well, at least his boy uh, Big E is a champ now, so I guess that's a true. consolation yeah. prize. Maybe, maybe Big E will let him have a, a rematch for the championship. Yeah, maybe, he, that, he'll, maybe he'll politic his way into into power. No, he'll let him hold the belt backstage for a few hours. He can babysit <laughs> it. Um. <laughs> And 2020, we had Sting going to AEW. We had Shad Gaspard passing away when he was. That was very sad. That was that was a gut punch because not just from from my perspective, because being a dad, um, here and like, I don't know if I'd have the strength to to be able to do it, you know. And and he he did it. You know, he saved his son. Unfortunately, it cost him his life. But I mean, he uh, wow, it was, it was such a such a tragic moment. Yeah, that moment, it it happened within a month, I want to say, of a similar situation where an actress, I don't know if you know her, Naya Rivera, mm-hmm. uh, she was from Glee. She had a very similar situation where she was out on a lake with her son, and she just went underwater and never came back. And they were looking for her for about four or five days, and they eventually found her. She drowned. Uh-huh. And uh, they were asking the little boy what happened, and he was just like, I don't know, she jumped in the water, and then she never came up. So yeah. that, that, it it happened like within a month of Shad Gaspard, and uh, to touch on that, 
I don't know if you heard about this, but I think last week Al Snow jumped yes. into the ocean and saved a kid. Yeah, that's right. From, yeah. yeah, so that's big props to Al Snow. Absolutely. Um, we had Pat Patterson passing away, um, and then we had speaking out hitting really hard in 2020. Um, we had people like uh, David Starr, Jack Gallagher, uh, Marty Skrull, Matt Riddle, Jordan Devlin, Ligero, Travis Banks, Joey Ryan. There's only one name on that list, I think. Um, possibly two with Jordan Devlin, but Matt Riddle's the only one that's actually managed to keep his job. Um, you know, at this at the, at that stage in 2020, it came out that he had had an extramarital affair with a, another wrestler, another female wrestler, and um, basically just shit all over her story. And then later came out and said, "Oh, actually, I did have an affair with her." And then still shit on her. And then eventually, you know, they had to that she. I think sued him and then it was settled outside of out of court um but he was the only one that managed to survive jordan devlin i think has been used less and less um i could be wrong on that i don't watch nxt uk i don't watch ott anymore which is the irish based promotion that he was mainly part of um but the big ones were uh, david Starr and joey ryan in particular um just horrendous stories that came out about those guys and you know speaking out hasn't really gone away there's still some of these guys um last week for instance travis banks was trying to have a i think he had a match at um one of uh, bandito's uh promotions down in mexico or somewhere um and was immediately like the fa uh, internet community just jumped on top of it and were like this is ridiculous don't use him again and i think he's been cancelled since then joey ryan's tried to do a few bits and pieces um and they've been you know people have been shitting on top of him as well which is you know good um and then obviously marty skull which was probably i, I mean i say that you know david Starr and uh joey ryan were big but i mean marty skull was obviously friends with the young bucks he was part of all in just like joey ryan was but yeah I, i've never heard him of him or seen him but i remember at that uh, shortly before that everyone was saying like oh marty scroll is gonna come and join the bucks and since at that moment at that time i was enjoying AEW, i was like oh well if people are saying that he's good then i'm excited to see marty scroll but then uh all the speaking out kind of put an end to that yeah um i mean he self-admitted that he i think slept with a 16 year old um oh. so i can't imagine any anyone still touching him to this day in terms of an actual promotion um mm -hmm. and also i didn't have on my list but worth a mention just because he's an absolute scumbag um jimmy havoc who was part of aew for a little while um yeah the initial sort of period of aew when i saw jimmy havoc i was in like immediately turned off i didn't I, i've never liked jimmy havoc but oh really no um, but but hearing the, the sort of allegations come out, I was glad to see that actually Tony Khan and, and AEW managed to actually do something about it. They didn't just sort of let it go by the wayside. They sent him off to rehab, I think, um, and then they let him go quietly afterwards, which I, th I think was definitely the uh, the right idea. Um, and I think he works for DPD now. So yeah, um, I've oh again never heard never seen of jimmy havoc before aews but when i did see him on aew i actually kind of liked him because i thought he looked cool so i was oh, like okay like he, he looks unique you know he looks kind of cool uh but yeah he didn't do much and then yeah he, the whole speaking out they let him go i believe he's like the only wrestler that they've actually released from contract up to this point well everyone else uh like awesome kong she her contract just expired 
Mm. Um, and then I think that was it, basically, as far as releases go. B Priestley, I think, was the other one. Um, oh, yeah. Will Ospreay's right. girlfriend, she was let go. Again, there was speaking out allegations made against Will Ospreay and B Priestley um, based on the way they were treating um, some of the, you know, the, the female talent. Um, not in a sort of sexual way, but it was it was bullying. Um, it was basically siding with somebody who perhaps was involved or, you know, had made some kind of... Um, this female talent had made an allegation and I think Will and B had made it very difficult for her to sort of get a job or work in the circles that they were working in. Um, again, all of this is online. You can Google it if you're uh, interested, uh, anyone that's listening. Um, and... Just to finish off 2020, we had uh, Roman Reigns winning the championship. We had Tessa Blanchard, um, who was set to be a bit of a big deal. Um, she had wrestled Sammy Callahan, I think it was, in uh, in, in Impact, and had yeah. won their world championship. Um, and then it came out that she had made some racial slurs and hasn't been seen since. Uh, her dad has, obviously, but yeah. I think he's he seems to be a bit more uh, able to to uh, contain himself and uh, not use ridiculous language. Um, WWE owns you. Uh, this is when they decided that they were going to take over the accounts of uh, the Twitch streams for all of their yeah. performers, the YouTube channels. They wanted to control everything because they own the talent is the way they look at it. Um, and we had the first round of cuts, obviously with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers and all of those guys getting uh, dumped by WWE all of a sudden. Um, and then we obviously had the pandemic as well at this stage. So we had television set wrestling uh, with no fans and some TV screens set up around the ring. So that's it. That's my notes. That's what's happened since we last did a podcast. There's been a lot um, and there's been a lot. Just the tip of the year. iceberg. It is. Yeah. Um, so we sort of think, find oh, ourselves in a, in, a, in a new era now, though. Yeah. Um, um, very exciting era, I yeah, would say. I think, has this year, I mean, I, I mean, this year I've taken more interest in watching wrestling than ever before. Like, even back in, I'd say, the Attitude Era, where I was wrestling mad, I think now I have, like, I have to watch anything that's sort of happening at the moment of course it all seems to revolve around AEW but I mean how has this been this year been for you has there been any kind of highlights for yourself out of wrestling this year oh for me every week every Wednesday I'm checking the clock I, I'm so <laughs> excited I'm like a 12 year old I, it reminds me when I was 12 coming home from school uh -huh. excited for Smackdown and Raw and I feel the same way and I love it you know I it's hard to be excited about things nowadays. You know, I'm getting old, older. I'm 30, but um, <laughs> oh, like Jesus, yeah. you've a while to go with that. I'm turning 40 in two years. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's the, there's the pandemic that we've had for almost two years, which is yeah. crazy to think about. And in America, it's a mess. Everything's a debate. You can't go outside without verbally fighting somebody about politics, vaccines cops black people mexicans asians it's everything's a conflict and everything's political and everything is just like you sit back and you think about stuff it's like damn man life sucks <laughs> and and my personal life like my dad had three strokes this oh, past year uh my own health i'm 11 years post heart transplant so i'm starting to kind of get some problems that 
mm. people that have that are that they people that are that many years out start having problems with their mm. new hearts because unfortunately they don't last very long so mm -hmm. i mean so my health is kind of on a decline but i'm still here i'm still doing fine uh so it's nice to just once a week and now twice a week on fridays as well for rampage just kind of like sit back relax enjoy some action those two hours they just fly by so fast um, I, I i agree i um i think it's it's nice to be able to look forward to a tv show because tv has like um for me and i don't know about you but anything else um apart from like the marvel stuff I'll, I'll, and the mandalorian when it was on i was like i have to watch the mandalorian or i have to watch you know uh falcon and the winter soldier um but it's very few and far between where I'll go. I have to. I have to sit down and watch something, and it's sort of appointment viewing, you know. Uh, and I miss that, you know. I miss like those sort of days where like wrestling was sort of appointment viewing, whether it be a Friday night where I would I would watch like WCW or something when it was on in the UK here. Um, um, so it's it's nice to have something nice to look forward to um, because we've just had the same drivel for so many years, you know. Yeah, and I feel like with. Uh... AEW, like they had Sting debut, that wasn't announced. They had Malachi Black debut, that wasn't announced. And moments like that make you feel like, oh wow, I gotta, I really gotta sit down and watch this. You know, it's not the same checking Twitter or YouTube the next day. You know, uh, so yeah, that very exciting. Did you have the same kind of um, experience of immense anticipation for CM Punk debuting? Um, I was a massive CM Punk fan, um, you know, on his uh, I mean, tail end of his, his ROH uh, career. I'd, I'd seen a few, you know, DVDs and stuff of that time period with Joe and all sorts. But um, I, I did love his WWE run towards the end when he was just given the ball and told to run with it. And the pipe bomb promo obviously being a massive moment in 2011. Um, and there was that sort of, you know, that rumor we had recently where he was going to, you know, was he going to show up? And they were sort of winking as they were sort of, you know, oh, is he going to turn up and then winking at the, you know, did did you have that sort of anticipation the same as myself or were you not really bothered by CM Punk joining? I had anticipation, but I'm pretty sure it's different from yours because I kind of stopped watching when CM Punk debuted in uh, WWE back in ECWWE. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of <laughs> when I stopped watching. Um uh, but I, I did, of course, hear over time that he was a big deal. And I still bought the video games. Uh -huh. And he was in the games, and he was, like, the top guy. He was, like, on the cover of 13 and stuff. Yes. And right. I, I've seen his pay-per-view matches. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's a big deal. He's, like, the last big superstar of, of like, rock Austin-type uh, magnitude, you know? Uh So when he's been gone for seven years, and, you know, every year you hear the chants... CM Punk, you hear the rumors, oh, he's coming back at the Royal Rumble, he's coming back for this, for that. And it never happens, it never happens. At this point, it becomes like, I don't know if this is a good example, but since like 2002, Dr. Dre has been saying his album is coming out, The Detox. <laughs> and every year, it's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and 19 years later, it still hasn't come out. And... <laughs> It kind of felt the same way. It's like, oh, it's like, here, here we go with the rumors. He's not going to come back. He's not going to come back. And he's back. And it was a big deal. And I've watched that clip a hundred times on YouTube and Twitter of, of his entrance on Rampage. And 
I've never heard a pop that loud, I don't think, on on TV at least. Um, it was a big deal. Everyone was excited. People that I didn't even know had any clue about wrestling. They were talking about it. So it was definitely exciting. It was. It was, um, you know, the, that, that, the clip they had of the fan sort of tearing up in the audience, you know, his yeah. hand outstretched like he was trying to touch him. Uh, I definitely shed a tear. A, I was definitely yeah, excited, so excited to see him, and what a moment! Like, I mean, I don't, th- I, I, I even, I even listened to Jim Cornette's podcast at the time because I, I, they caught me with some clickbait. They were talking about CM Punk. It was just a YouTube clip of the the podcast, and even Jim Cornette had nothing bad to say about CM Punk. Yeah, I, I heard AEW, him. Which is, I mean, he says everything. But he just says everything's bad. Everything's just horrible. He's no interest in any kind of modern wrestling. Um, and to hear him yeah, even yeah. sort of saying that it was perfect is just it. It just goes to show you just how I think it just in, that moment was perfect. And I don't know if they could have ever even come up with it, all the stuff he did ad lib, jumping into the crowd, jumping here, you know, saying all the things he said. I think that you couldn't have got a better moment. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't cry or anything, but you know, when you almost tearing up, you kind of feel it in your nose over here. Yeah, <laughs> I was feel, I was feeling that because I was just like seeing the sea of people just so happy and excited. It just made me feel so good, just for humanity in general. You know, uh, especially after a year of pandemic of those empty arenas, so depressing. Uh, AEW has had more episodes without a crowd than with a crowd. That's pretty crazy to think about. And after all that, after so much struggle just in the world and in wrestling, to just see that moment, it was just very happy for everybody. It did. And it's, very exciting about the future. It really is. Um, and, I mean, they followed up almost immediately, you know, with uh, the debuts of uh, Brian Danielson, um, with Adam Cole, with Ruby Soho. That, that swerved me, yeah. That was a big... That was, it, it, it didn't feel as big a moment because I think we had sort of at that stage, we knew that Brian Danielson was going to come in. There was that much rumor. There was that, that much sort of, you know, he didn't re-sign with the WWE. But I think the one that really made me smile like a lot at, at um, All Out was uh, Ruby Soho. Because oh, she, she broke character. She oh, was, was, yeah. It was perfect. I mean, it was another perfect debut for me because... She was so happy, and that made me happy. And seeing her face, and seeing her hugging Bryce Remsburg at the end of the match, and seeing you know Adam Cole coming out as well with a big smile on his face, and you know you could just see that he was trying to keep it in, trying to keep a lid on it. Um, and Brian Danielson as well coming out at the very end to swerve, to sort of to completely swerve you, where you get Adam Cole coming out first, and then you get Brian Danielson coming out at the very very tail end of the, the uh, of the pay per view, was magnificent, just brilliant uh, sort of uh, di- di- diverting tactics. Um, and did you watch the episode of Dynamite last night? The, the uh, yes. big one in the Arthur Ashe Stadium. I yes. I don't know. I mean, it's they just keep hitting home runs after home runs. I mean, that Omega Danielson match was just magnificent. It was it was insane. They were just my favorite line in that match was Tony or Tony Schiavone. He was like, 
these guys are just kicking each other's asses. Yeah. And he and he said that was so loud, and he was almost laughing when he was saying it. I'm like, <laughs> man, it's, that's that's the perfect line to describe this match. Yeah, it's uh, it's so nice to see, and the, the future. It's exciting to see what's going to happen next, and I haven't had that in years, and I think that's why now is the perfect time to sort of sit back and have a podcast again and chat about yeah. wrestling and have this kind of ability to sort of just sit down together and vent about stuff that's terrible and talk about stuff that's great and feel good hopefully by the end of our, our conversations as we're going to be you know hopefully doing going forwards yes um, so just wrapping up i guess we'll we'll try and keep our podcasts a little shorter than what they were of <laughs> we're not going to go for what the three way? hour the two and a half hour to three hour marathons anymore i think maybe an hour we're to one- an hour and a half <laughs> We're a little over one hour. That's not bad. That's not. That's pretty good going for us. Uh, yeah. We like to talk. Um, yeah. Our next review, I guess, the restart of the WrestleBlast podcast. Um, we've discussed it. Uh, we thought it was a good idea to go back in time. There's some good on the show. There's some bad on the show, namely people on the show. Um, but all in, as we've sort of discussed um, from back Which, in. Which, by the way, I've never seen. So I'm excited to watch it. I thought you said you'd seen it. No, have you never seen nope. that? Okay. Nope. So, oh, it's just your, your friend was telling you about it, right? Okay. Yes. So, twenty eighteen, uh, September first, twenty eighteen. We will uh, figure a way of f- watching it, finding where it lives. I don't know where it lives anymore. I don't know who owns it. I don't know how you pay for it. Maybe you can get it on the uh, Fight app or not Fight app? Is it? Uh, I can't remember now. There's a an app you can use to watch pay-per-views um really yeah um but we'll figure that out um, it's probably on daily motion everything's on daily motion <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's one of those pay-per-views i don't know where it lives but we'll, f- we'll figure a way of, of, uh, of finding it um yeah, it's probably mirror imaged but we'll make it work <laughs> <laughs> well, well we'll figure it out and we'll we'll, uh, we'll yeah. be reviewing that as our our first i guess official review slash uh commentary on um and that will probably be within the next sort of maybe two weeks i think once every sort of two yes. weeks we want to try and keep ourselves um able to do this and not uh, under under pressure again i guess um but uh yeah um just finishing up then have you got anything you want to sort of plug promote sell um i'm kind of i don't really have any personal projects going on anymore so i don't really have much to promote but i do want to say just for the future of our podcast and youtube channel or whatever we're gonna do i i think we're we want some feedback and ideas of what we should do because i want to do something with like video games maybe for our youtube channel and like maybe i can do i, I know you're a busy guy um uh, maybe i can do like weekly dynamite reviews or something like that because Every Wednesday night, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on Twitter just like arguing with people all night long after every dynamite, and it would be a good energy to put towards a video or something like that. Um, yeah, so I, we are just gonna brainstorm more ideas, and we should have some variety of content, hopefully. I agree, and you work away at those dynamite reviews. If you want to spend the time and review it, absolutely. I thoroughly enjoy listening to post wrestling's review on dynamite and that sort of does me um but yeah agreed um 
rather than going on Twitter, the mess that Twitter is at the moment with just the amount of negativity on it. Um, yeah. I think it'd be nice to sort of hear your opinions on Dynamite and get you to sort of uh, do a little mini podcast. And mm-hmm. as for me, I don't have any um, personal projects going on apart from work and looking after three kids. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, my personal <laughs> a lot project of work is on. making sure my kids don't die every day of uh, eating stuff they shouldn't be eating. So that's my personal project. Um, Twitter, what's your, your handle on Twitter? And we'll... Um, I, try, to... I don't even remember. <laughs> um, well, while you're looking I, at... I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just Andre underscore Wakefield. Well, we'll put the, the we'll put the links in the descriptions for everything. I'm at uh, Lostero, yeah. and you can follow at WrestleBlast on Twitter and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from download continue to support us and let us know what you think of us and that's us we're done we're out bye (laughs) there you go all right